Welcome to the Amazing Clocks Podcast on the Black Love Podcast Network. My name is Anthony Clark. And I'm Melanie Clark. And we are the, the Amazing, Amazing Clarks. Clarks. We're both award-winning certified life and love coaches and a husband and wife duo that have been coaching together as a team for 22 years and that have been passionately in love for 30. They call us the Amazing Clarks because we empower people to live amazing lives. And you are joining us here for our Love Revolution, where we discuss ideas and concepts to help us love ourselves and one another more because we need more love in the universe. And no matter what level you're on, we're here to take you higher. Yes. So welcome back to our show, listeners. We got another amazing episode for you guys today. Our main topic today, it's the four main components <laughs> of intimacy. Uh, good one, baby. Right. That's going to be a good one. That's going to be a good one. And mm-hmm. this is not only good for you couples. This is also good for singles to learn because you know how we always say it's important for singles to learn how to build a relationship because once you get it, what you're going to do with it. But before we jump to the main topic, let's do some catching up with the clocks. Okay. So, so what's up, baby? Anything new and exciting you want to share with the listeners? Well, you know, every week is a new us, a new me. We're always reinventing ourselves. So true, let's see what's true. new. We have been really focusing on our social media. So just mm-hmm. really learning a lot more about social media. You have been killing the social media game. Thank you. Thank you. Like you normally kind of shy away from it, but you've been running towards it. I'm so proud of you. Not only normally do I not do it, I avoid it. <laughs> In the past, I avoided it like the plague because yes, you did. I didn't understand it completely. Uh-huh. And I couldn't really figure out my voice on that because right. I didn't understand it. But once I understand something, then I'm off and running. Yes. And this is a wrap after that. So yeah, that's been really fun growing that together. Yeah. Before we go to bed at night, mm-hmm. we watch tutorial videos <laughs> on TikTok and hey, Instagram. That's a good thing, right? Education. Like yeah, when research. you when you want to change what you're doing, change your habits, change your mm-hmm. life, you really have to bombard your system with information that matches what you want. So yeah, yeah. I like that we're doing that. We're impressing it on our subconscious mind because we're watching it before we go to sleep at night. Yeah, and it's been fun doing it together. Yeah, it is fun. And I'm happy that you're jumping in because mm-hmm. I've been doing it myself for a little while and I get tired of doing social media. So right. thank you for your help. I appreciate you. Uh, you can have it all. You can take it over. I don't know about that, but uh, <laughs> we can work something out. So we that's what's new with me. How about you? I'm really excited to find out that Essence picked us up as one of the top podcasts for yes, the spring. Grateful. And they had us at number seven. Yes. And that was great to see that beautiful photo mm-hmm. of us on the cover. That really made my day. Good. Made my morning. So I'm excited about that. Yes. And uh, life is good, man. No complaints. Well, I am grateful and I see it as law of attraction. We're always putting out love. We're always spreading love. So that love is coming back to us. Yeah. I see you. I see yes. you, universe. I yep. see you. There we go. Good times. Yes. Good times. I love it. So we're going to talk about the four components of intimacy. So mm-hmm. I will say what our four picks are. You know, everything is really perspective. So this is our perspective. I will say all four and then you can break them down. Before we do that, give the audience your breakdown of what we mean by intimacy. Well, for me, intimacy is getting as close to someone as you can get Mm -hmm. and letting them into the deeper part of you. I don't necessarily see intimacy as sex or just sex or sexuality. A lot of people think intimacy is like, let's be intimate. We're going to be sexual. I think intimacy is letting someone get so close to you that they're close to your heart 
and your spirit and you're revealing parts of yourself that you're not necessarily comfortable revealing to just anyone. Connecting on deeper and more meaningful Mm -hmm. levels of love. Yes. Ah. What is your definition? Basically connecting on deeper and more meaningful levels of love. Same. Ah. Are you copying me, Anthony? No, that's what I I just summarized it. (laughs) Okay, good. So I would say our four picks are friendship, vulnerability, trust, and communication. I say friendship because I think it's so important in relationships to remember that your partner is your friend. Like I've noticed in a lot of relationships, people have a different standard for their partner than they do for their actual friends, right? Mm -hmm. Like they will let their friends get away with all kinds of mess and, you know, they'll change their perspective, they'll adjust themselves for their friends. But then when it comes to their partner, they're holding their partner to a higher standard. Mm -hmm. I think one of the really important things about friendship and intimacy is when I know that you actually like me. You like me. We're friends. We like the same things. That allows me to open myself up more to you because I feel less judged. It's like I said, we tend to judge our friends less than we judge our partners. So I think really developing a strong, solid friendship helps people to be more intimate and more close. You and I have a great friendship. Like we we kick it. We hang tough. Like I can hang out with you all the time because you really are my best friend. You know, actually, this morning we were outside in the, in the backyard having coffee mm-hmm. and we were kind of talking about that. And yeah. We asked each other, like, what is it that you love the most about me? Right. And my answer with you was our friendship. Right. When we're hanging out and chilling, that's how we started our relationship. Mm-hmm. And I realized that when we're doing that, that's when we're at our best. Yeah. When we're being friends. And even when we first met, when we were dating, mm-hmm. that was one of the things why I chose to be with you. Because as many of you guys, if you know my story, I dated a lot of women, but I was very honest about dating. When I was single and that I didn't want a relationship. So I had a big phone book, a black book full of numbers. And every <laughs> night it day. was like, okay, who do I want to hang out with? And every woman had little pieces that I liked, but they didn't have everything. Right. And so when I met you and you were kind of in my initial rotation, it was like, okay, she's hot. I'm digging, I'm feeling her. But the more I hung out with you, the more fun I had with you, the yeah. more our friendship we talked. Yeah. And we didn't put pressure on each other. You didn't you weren't looking for a serious relationship. I wasn't. Right. So we were able to let go and enjoy each other and not put terms and limits. It was like, let's just see where this goes. But the more we did that, the more I enjoyed hanging out with you. So then the next time it was like, Okay, who do I want to hang out with? And I go through my book, it was like Melanie. Yeah. Then after that, every week it was like Melanie, 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 Melanie. And that's because of our friendship. I enjoyed hanging out with you. I agree. You were pretty high in my rotation, too, because I was mm-hmm. dating a lot of people, too. What? What? <laughs> oh, clutch my pearls. And I will say that I enjoyed myself the most with you because mm-hmm. I felt accepted by you. Mm-hmm. Like, I could tell you just accepted me for who I was. You liked me. I liked right. you. So that friendship made it easy for me to go into the next one, which is vulnerability. So because I felt like our friendship was so solid and you accepted me that I was able to make myself vulnerable with you and share things with you that I couldn't necessarily share with other men that I was dating. I agree. But I think that part of the vulnerability was that we started the game off being honest with each other. Yes, agree. And that first date we had where we sat down and we broke it down to each other like, okay, here's the deal. If we're going to be hanging out, here's the terms. I'm not going to bullshit you. Yep. You be honest with me. I'll keep it real with 
with you. I won't question you. I won't judge you. You can talk to me about anything. Just come to me with respect. Be intentional. And let's not have any secrets. Right. And so we started our friendship off with those were the terms. Mm-hmm. So it was easy to build on that vulnerability after that. Right. Because that was the foundation. And a lot of people when they're dating, they don't do that. They play games. It's like, I don't want to show you who I really am. I want to show you what I want you to see. Yeah. And you're not going to really have that intimacy when you do it like that. Mm-hmm. And then you build that relationship on who that person thinks you are. Yeah. And then once you get more committed, then it's like, huh. Now I could drop the facade. Surprise. Here are who, this is who I really am. Ta-da. And then you're yeah. like, wait a minute. That's not what I signed up for. Well, I think a lot of times people are waiting to be vulnerable. It's mm-hmm. like, I want to kind of feel you out. They want to trust, right? They right. want the trust first. And you and I, you could, the listeners could tell something about us is that we're vulnerable mm-hmm. even without the trust. Like, we don't care. Like, this is who I am. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to share. I'm not ashamed of who I am. I'm not ashamed of what I've done. We really believe that life unfolds the way that it's supposed to unfold. And every mm-hmm. experience that we've had, whether we like it or we regret it, it is part of our life story and our lived experience. So, so we don't have any shame in that. So we're able able to just be vulnerable out the gate. And I think that was a catalyst to us getting close so quickly. Like I think you told me your story, I mean, within the second date. The first date, we were real busy because it was late at night. But mm-hmm. <laughs> by the second mm-hmm. date, like we told each other everything and we were comfortable with that and we didn't feel like we had to hold back from each other. So vulnerability is so important and everyone shies away from it because they're afraid to be judged. They're afraid that someone is going to think something bad of them. But to me, vulnerability is the connector. As soon as you are able to share who you really are and the other person is able to share who they really are and what they really want, that that starts to create the connection and get you closer. I agree. And with me, it was that I had been married already Mm -hmm. and I did it the fake way like everybody else and let me just play the role and after that went bad it was like I'm never doing that again Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be true to who I am right and whether people like it or not oh well that's on them you know, mm-hmm. but if I'm true to who I am, that's going to increase the odds that I'm going to attract someone that's going to be perfect for me. Right. And not everybody, I'm not, wasn't perfect for everybody. Not everybody was feeling Anthony mm-hmm. Clark. And some people felt like I was too much or too straightforward or too whatever. And, you know, if they ran off screaming, good. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Thank yeah. you for letting me know you're not a match to me. And that means there's someone out there for you that you'll find and good luck to you. But I'm not going to sugarcoat who I am. Right. And by me being so honest and putting it out there. Right. What it did was it gave other people permission to be honest as well. So you were able to be really honest because I came really honest. Yeah. And it was like, oh, okay, we're getting naked. I don't mean physically naked. I'm talking about (laughs) dropping the facade and being authentic. Yeah. And so if this is who you've seen, what you see is, is what you get. This is who I really am. And what I'm seeing is what I get. And that's who you really are. And if we still feeling it from there, then we win it. No, I'll, I'll just say this. I love the topic of vulnerability. I think mm-hmm. it's so important. And I see in coaching where even married couples are holding back and not yeah. being vulnerable with yeah, each other. A lot. And then that really starts to block the next one, which is right. communication. Bef- right. But before you jump to that one, I also want to say with men, 
especially. Men have a really hard time being vulnerable because they're still stuck on that programming that we had from the 60s and 70s and 80s with the tough <laughs> right. men, the Clint Eastwoods and the yeah. Charles Bronsons and tough men and I don't, tough men don't cry. They don't make themselves vulnerable, Yeah, which is all BS. That was all Hollywood. So yeah. we have a whole multiple generations of men that grew up on that. Yeah. So they were programmed to not be vulnerable, mm-hmm. to not show their emotions, to not communicate, to not be able to cry. Yeah. And when men see me do it, mm-hmm. and I love being the modeling for men, Right. when men look at me and they look and they go, okay, this is a guy we respect. This is an alpha male. This is a man's man I want to hang out with. And then I'm able to be vulnerable. I'm able to communicate. I'm able to be open. Yeah. They to look be at, openly loving, to yeah. be affectionate, to and be to gentle, like, yeah, to be, to like be I, playful. Yeah, to be like, I love my wife. I yeah. love my family. These are my fears. These are my insecurities. And it gives them permission. And they're like, wait a minute, we could do that? Oh my God, I didn't know we could do that. And yeah. then they start doing it. Yeah. And But I would love to see more men do that because uh, that's know, where the good stuff is. Absolutely. I would say the younger generation, I hate saying the younger generation. I've, I've been seeing people on social media calling us OGs. So I'm, hey, I'm, I'm, I'll have, take it. I'm gonna I'll have to work it. on that, but uh, I'll you know say what? it. That's a badge of honor. The younger generation of men I see are really stepping yeah. it up and stepping into vulnerability. And I think a lot of that has to do with mental health awareness. Like it's that message is being pushed forward. And I, I think that is changing. So being vulnerable used to be perceived as a sign of weakness. And right. I think now people are realizing like, it's okay. They're they're stepping away from that a little bit more. Yeah, you're right, babe. Yeah. You're an OG. No, I don't yeah, want to be an OG. <laughs> I still, honestly, it's, I still feel like I'm 30. It's actually, <laughs> not going off the topic, but it is actually a compliment. They're not calling you grandma. Uh, you know what I'm saying? They're saying, oh, gee, that's a sign of respect. It's like okay. auntie, uncle. Okay, like, I'll take that. Yeah, I'll yeah. be the auntie. I like to be there the auntie. Go. And you can be the kunkle. <laughs> <laughs> she said kunkle. That's the inside joke. People are like, what the hell is she talking about? All right, we'll get back. You we'll know, tell you about that. You know what it is. I got, we got a nephew in the house, and he's a little, little toddler, and he goes around, he calls me kunkle. Instead of uncle, he's like, kunkle, kunkle. You can't and say so uncle. It's adorable. <laughs> it is right, adorable. Okay, to back topic. to the topic. Sorry. Right. I was saying when we're vulnerable, when people hold back being vulnerable, it really clogs up communication. Right. And you have to have communication to be able to be intimate, to be as close as you could be. And I think the reason that people hold back and it really affects their communication is because they get hurt. So they shut down and then they think like, I'm not going to let you be close to me. I'm not going to share my feelings with you. And that just takes them further and further apart. So if you want better communication, which people are always asking us for coaching on, you have to be able to be vulnerable. Okay. This is for you listeners out there. Check this out. Write down the four that we're sharing right now with you guys, and then give yourself a grade mm. of how well do you perform in each one of these areas from one to 10. Are you a good so friend? 10 being a, yeah. Are you good at friendship when you were dating someone? Are you being a friend? Mm-hmm. How vulnerable are you being? Give yourself a grade. Don't try to be politically correct. There's no right or wrong, but you can't do better till you know better. So start with where you're at. Be honest. Mm-hmm. And if you want to get better, be honest. You want to improve. Yeah. Yes. So like I was saying, we notice, and even with ourselves, when we stop being vulnerable with each other and we withhold, which a lot of couples do, and I'm sure even people dating do that. When you start holding back, 
back because something hurts your feelings or you get mad and you're like, I'm not going to say how I feel. I'm not going to tell you anything. I'm not going to share. That is going to shut down communication. And so one of the reasons that it shuts down communication is because they stop trusting each other. They get hurt or there is something that happened or has happened several times. And then now I don't trust you. Now, when I start to talk to you, I don't want to share with you. I don't want to be close with you because I don't trust that you're going to show up the way that you said that you're going to show up or you're going to do what you said you're going to do or you're going to stop doing something that you said you're going to stop doing. Right. Or if you communicate in a way that the other person finds offensive. Yes. And they feel like, okay, you came at me, I'm op- I was vulnerable, and you came at me in a way, now let me shut down. Yeah. And that goes back to becoming adversaries. Mm-hmm. It goes back to becoming narrow-minded. Yep. Okay, so now all you people have probably heard the term narrow-minded, but here's what that really means. When any Anytime someone feels like they have to defend their perspective, even though it's just a perspective, they literally become narrow-minded. That part of the brain that's mm-hmm. able to have empathy and memory and all that good stuff. Compassion. Compassion. Those centers of the brain shut down. Then we go into survival mode, freeze, fight, or flight. That whole reptilian stem. And there's no connection there. And you'll only feel like that person's an adversary. And the more that that person disagrees with you, the more you'll push back against them. Mm. And so when someone feels like they can't trust you, the communication is going to break down because they're seeing you as an adversary. And so the key is to let that person know that you're listening to them. You're trying to understand them Mm -hmm. and that you want to understand them and that you're not judging them. And then that could bring them back to trust you more, makes the brain go back to functioning normally. And then they're able to communicate better with you. But they have to trust you in order to communicate with you. What you just said is is so important. And the biggest piece of it, and if people could just hear this in all communication, it's the judgment piece. Mm -hmm. As soon as someone can feel that you are judging them, they are going to shut down and become Mm narrow-minded. Because as soon as they feel judged, then it's they feel like I have to defend my perspective. And like you said, the brain reacts to that, right? It shuts down parts of your brain because you go into survival, fight, flight, or freeze yeah. response. Yeah. The body literally responds as if yes. you're trying to attack them or it's they're fighting it's fighting for its life. Right. Like a lion, like you're walking through the jungle and a lion jumps out at you. So your body goes into survival mode. Right. Uh, freeze, fight, or flight. Mm-hmm. And at that point, there's no communicating. It's nope. just about fighting or running or shutting down. Shutting down. Yeah. So honestly, like when we're communicating with each other, if we want to be close, we have to be really aware of judgment. And judgment is really comes from my way of doing things. And I am comparing you. Are you doing it like me? Are you thinking like me? Are you believing what I believe? And we're all individuals and we're all unique and we're not always going to agree on everything. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really important to bring in the idea of curiosity to your relationships. Like, I want to understand why you think the way you think. I want to understand your life experience. I want to understand your programming. Where did you learn that? And when you can bring in curiosity instead of judgment, which is like, I'm trying to make you like me and just get you to agree with me, which I get it. It stings a little bit sometimes when you love someone and you're close to them and they're like, nope, I don't agree with that. You want them to because you want to feel like you're on the same page. But I want to challenge you to realize like you can still be close to someone and not agree on every little thing. Anthony, you and I do not agree on everything. We're two very different people. Mm -hmm. But I think 
one of the reasons we are so close and we have such an intimate relationship is we accept our differences. We can share our differences. We're normal human people. Sometimes we get into passionate debates about them. But at the end of the day, it's our friendship, our respect for each other, and understanding that we don't have to be exactly the same. And how can we bring our differences together to maybe create something new that we can agree on? And so right. I think that that really holds people back when it's, it's, it comes to communication. It's the art of allowing. Yes. It's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to allow you to be who you are mm-hmm. and allow me to be who I am. Yes. And don't make me feel bad for being who I am. And I won't make you feel bad for being who you are or how you think. Yes. Yes. And and then the, the trust piece, it all goes together. We trust each other. Yeah. When we communicate well, we trust each other when we don't feel judged. We trust each other when we can be vulnerable with each right. other. And even in communication, I'm going to go back to men again. Not that I'm picking Leave on you guys. Leave those men alone. Why are you messing with them men? Not that I'm picking on you guys, but I'm picking on you guys. <laughs> men struggle with that sometimes because once again, the programming. Mm. And it's like that time when I went out to go play basketball and it's from <laughs> across the street from my house. Yeah. And you came back, you were like, hey, you went to play? What else? Yeah, it's like, yeah. You're like, so you make any friends? I was like, no. You were like, who are you playing with? What are their names? I was like, I don't know. And, she, and you were like, what? You guys don't introduce each other? Like, you just come to the court and just be like, let's play? It's like, yeah. And she, you were like, wait a minute, women? I don't, that doesn't make sense. Women would be like, what's your name? Hi, I'm so-and-so. Man. Do you have a card? Yeah. What's your, what's your Instagram handle? Yeah. And it was like, no. And, but I didn't think about it until after you said it, I started thinking like, wait a minute, that's true. I just walked on the court and the guys are shooting around. They looked at me and we nod our head and like, him, hmm, play. And after the game is over, it's just like, nod your head, yeah. keep going. When we're with each other, we don't go deep into conversations. Yeah. We're just like, that's dope. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> How you feeling? I'm all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> cool. <laughs> and you keep it pushing. Right. <laughs> so women, be patient with your man when it comes to that. And you got to kind of guide them and lead them. And eventually they, they can get there. But, you know, I, I think you make a great point to what we're talking about here. As women, we have this amazing opportunity to have intimate relationships with men because I think men tend to hold things inside because they Mm -hmm. have been programmed to watch out for judgment, to watch out for kind of being perceived as weak if they're vulnerable. But I think when men are with women, we have the opportunity to create a safe space Mm -hmm. for them to work through those things and to reveal those aspects of themselves that they're not comfortable sharing with most of society. But we have to go into it, dropping the judgment and not having the expectation that they think and do things just like us, which I'm be honest, as women, is really hard because we are, I'm just going to be real, we are running shit. We are in charge of a lot. And we're like, you just need to get in your place and just do what, I, how are you doing that? Why are you doing it that way? Like, that's the most efficient way. Like, do it our way. <laughs> and, and we have to kind of pull back a little bit and explore. And I'm going to go back to my original word. Be curious about who you are, how you think, why you're holding back what you're holding back, and then receive and accept what you're saying and how you feel and not take it as a personal attack and become defensive. That's going to build that trust. It's going to build the friendship. It's going to give you space to be more vulnerable. And then it gives us the trust to be able to do that back with you. 
That's right. Good job. Good job. Thank you. And don't forget, people, grade yourself. Be mm-hmm. honest. Where are you at when it comes to these different parameters of intimacy? Yes. Yeah. And once you see where you're at, then you can see where you need to improve. And that's always a beautiful thing. You're only going to get better. It's okay to change your perspective. And it's okay to open yourself up and learn and grow. A lot of times, I think when it comes to these topics, people have put up walls because they've been hurt before. Mm-hmm. We had a comment yesterday, like, you guys give me hope for love in the future, but I'm really afraid of the future because of what's happened in the past. And you got to remember that every relationship is really growing you. It's a mirror of where you have aspects of yourself, where you need to love yourself more. So being in an intimate, close relationship is really an invitation to be who you really are and love it all. Even the stuff that you may regret or that you don't like about yourself It's okay. It's just part of your life experience. You got it. And on every level of life, you're on one lower level. You're always striving to get to the higher levels in your relationship, financially, health-wise. So how are you going to get to those higher levels? To go there, you got to grow there. You can't be who you are, doing things the way you've been doing it, and expect to have a different life or become something different. You have to grow there. And so those, quote-unquote, bad experiences, those were opportunities for you to grow and learn. They weren't curses, they're blessings, if you see them as blessings. Once again, even with the past relationships, if you've been hurt before, what did you learn from it? How can you grow? But that's part of life. It's going to keep coming at you, but then those are still and always going to be invitations for you to grow. So go for intimacy. It's beautiful and yummy and worth the discomfort of revealing yourself. Good, good, good. Good episode, baby. Good job. Yes. That yes. was fun. Gave some good stuff. To all you listeners, I want to thank you guys for hanging out with us. We love and appreciate you guys. And if you guys haven't got a copy of our book yet, Crack the Code, Secrets to Achieving Your Happily Ever After, make sure you get your copy today at Amazon.com. And if you guys are interested in coaching with us, you can coach via Zoom or by phone, then go to the amazingclocks.com. And if you're interested in becoming a life coach or getting tech skills that you can life coach maybe yourself or people in your family then check out our law of attraction life coach academy at the law of attraction life coach academy.com so there you go people we gave it to you now what you gonna do with it see you next time see you next time